Hey, I'm Andrea Allen. I'm Chemda. I'm Tracy Carnazzo, and you're listening to Only in New York, where we talk to native New Yorkers and transplants alike about things that can only happen to them here in New York City. So there's going to be weird train stories, rat stories, all the stuff that you think about happens in New York has happened to our friends, and we're going to interview them. We're going to talk to them about the first place they lived, the worst place they lived in, whether it be physical or emotional. There's a lot of crying on public transportation here. Yes. Crying in penises. That's true. And Andrea once kicked a rat. Mm-hmm. So please subscribe and listen and follow us on social media. I'm at Hemda, which is spelled C-H-E-M-D-A. I'm Andrea, which is at Andrea Comedy 69. Hot. You can find me at Trixie Tuzini on Instagram and Twitter, T-R-I-X-I-E-T-U-Z-Z-I-N-I. But I love it when you try to save me Cause I'm just a lady I love it when we play 1950 It's so cold that your stare's about to kill me I'm surprised when you kiss me So tell me why my gods look like you Tell me why it's wrong So I wait Fuck you I'll pray I will keep on waiting for your love Fuck you of cons. Welcome to Bahamas Comedy Hour. My name is Emily. And my name is Andrea. And that was in the style of 1950 by King Princess. Wow, that's a hard song. Yeah, I, I thought it would be easier. I know. Every time you... No, you know what it is? Ballads, you think they're going to be easy, and they turn out being quite challenging. Yes. <laughs> we went so off-key at some point, it was like, so... Wait. You got to put your own spin on it. Yes. So. Yeah, this Who's song... Who's our guest today? Welcome to the show, Hannah Harkness. Hello. I'm so excited to address an army of cunts. Yes. <laughs> yes. There are so many of I them. Am, I have completely reimagined the listeners now. Yeah. What, what did you a, imagine the listeners to be a, before? Uh, not an endless field of cunts. Yeah. Oh, okay. well, <laughs> not a beautiful, majestic, rolling field of cunts. Yes. Just ghosts in the uh, on the iPhone app. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're a militia of sorts. Hell yeah. Um, Good for you. Thank you. I mean, we've taken our time to build our army up, but we love you guys. Huzzah. This song actually was when uh, I was in LA last, or maybe two years ago, when I was uh, falling madly in love with a drug addict. Um, it happens. Yeah. I've done it. Does it too many times. Mm-hmm. Um, drug dealer dad drug dealer dad this mm-hmm. song i discovered this song while i was in la and this was my like i listen to it and i think about like our love yeah you stare out the window mm-hmm. yes i'm in an uber you ponder. and i'm uh, thinking about 
just moving in with you and your daughter and selling drugs. That's how I feel about Star Sailor. That's like I, I was. I, you ever listen to that band? No, no. Okay, if you heard it, it's just it's just so it's sad enough that I was listening to it once and uh, Jake, my boyfriend, uh, walked in on me listening to it and asked me if I was okay. Like yeah. it's it's sad. <laughs> like there's there's one song that's just like I need to be alone when I suffer. Oh, <laughs> it's like. Re- it just, that was good. Yeah, that was Thanks. actually good. You just made us look like shit. Uh, <laughs> it feels, sorry. It, no. no, don't worry about it. It feels really good to be sad. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. being sad mm-hmm. is probably one of my top two emotions. Especially, yes. like, to weepy, uh, beautiful queer icon music. Like, yeah. it just felt so right. I do think about the, like, I listen to that song and I wonder, like, I was so certain that I was, like, gonna be with this guy how i don't know emily Mm -hmm. and my brain is fucked up it's crazy like how much i'm able to convince myself that Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm like fucking huffing the dopamine of like Mm -hmm. potential and romance it's hard when you're when you're a writer you can totally just invent entire new worlds of like ways that you're gonna be together and like it could it's just like i would almost compare it to a dungeons and dragons campaign but no seriously (laughs) like a million (laughs) infinite possibilities that you can roll through and uh like you know love is just a dungeons and dragons does a dungeons and dragons campaign it kind of is but it's that's what i am when i go out on a saturday night chaotic evil (laughs) i say let's score some D and D, yeah, all I, initiative, bitches. That guy Your actually. Four nerd fans got that. Oh, we have <laughs> You're definitely five thousand, four thousand more than four nerd fans. Yeah. Um. The um. That guy actually slid into my DMs today. Surprisingly. Yeah. Wow. Weird. It's so weird. Um. Uh. He. He goes like off the map every once in a while. He's one of these people who's. I mean, he's he ha- he struggles with substance abuse problems mm-hmm. and. I think that he also has a lot of like underlying mental health issues that are not being dealt with. And he's got a kid and a crazy baby mama. Like mm-hmm. it's a whole fucking shitstorm. But it's a, it's a situation that one could call a disaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like he, in my opinion, he's got to like at least be sober to start dealing with all of the shit. Like that's the first mm-hmm. layer that needs to come off. But I don't, I don't see him doing that. But, um, so every once in a while, he'll reach out to me and he'd be like, she was crazy. And I'd be like, no, <laughs> your life, up. what? And my most recent DM today was that his baby mama, um, who he's not with, but is co-raising a child with, hit her own father in the head with a wine bottle. Ooh, um, full or empty? Not that uh, it really matters. A good question, Yeah, <laughs> great question. You've been in violent situations. Uh, you're like, what are we dealing with? What yeah, size? I'm it is ju- a magnum. I'm just curious. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of wine was it? What year? I, if, it was, <laughs> if it was red wine, you wouldn't yeah. be able to tell where the blood started and the wine began. Red if it was white wine, that's wine. almost silly. Yeah. Like it was, right. It's rosé. <laughs> rosé all day, daddy. Yeah. Smack. Bam. <laughs> um, I do not know any of these details. I should do a follow-up. Question. No, you shouldn't. No, it's, it's it makes me no. Yeah, he, she <laughs> she she had her uh, own father in the head with the wine bottle, um, and then the cops were called. But and did then, he deserve it? Maybe Sorry. more maybe. questions that we didn't. Ask. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know the background of these any of these people. I just know that they're all like not well and continuing mm-hmm. to just like create chaos. Um, and then I guess he 
my ex was filming the cops because they were being uh, brutal with her. I I don't know. Bad move. Uh, I know. And then and then he got arrested for obstruction, I guess. And then like he got fired from his job. It was just like he wow. sent me a whole paragraph of like just it's like Shakespearean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I don't. Uh, is your daughter okay? Like mm-hmm. yeah, that's. The most heartbreaking oh, part yeah. about this. Yeah. I remember when we were uh, still kind of more in communication, he got back together with the baby mama. After, shortly after we broke up, th- she like lost her. She had a guy who was taking care of her financially who was her boyfriend. They broke up. He, she was, you know, she doesn't want to get a job. Um, That's what every mentally ill person needs. Right. A person to be financially supporting their problems. Exactly. No, it's enabling. And she, and she went back to um, my ex and they had sex and, and he was like, we're going to try to make it work. And I was just like, I don't know what to say <laughs> to that. That's so crazy that I can't even like begin to think of a way to broach that topic. I don't really think you should be talking to him anymore. I don't know. Yeah. This The thing is this... This conversation today, these messages, like, made me feel, like, scared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember when I went to his uh, apartment in L.A., and uh, if you want a reference point, or if you're a new listener, you can listen to Aaliyah Janine's episode, which was after I came back from L.A. She was my first friend in New York, kind of. Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah, no, I met. Yeah, no, we kind of became Twitter buddies years ago, like, a a long time ago, and I used to crash at her place all the time. Like, all the times I was coming up from Philly, I was just crashing at Aaliyah's place. Yeah, she's a solid gold bitch. And she'll she'll say it how it is, so it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm all fucked up. Because yeah. he was doing coke in his apartment. I'm sober. He's doing coke. He's ordering more coke. We're driving in his weird old Jaguar to pick up coke from mm-hmm. some residential neighborhood. Like, it got so scary. And um, and I think I handled it fine and, and obviously separated from him. But now that I'm dating again, seeing an ex that makes me, like, feel this way is very, like, triggery. And that mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I got to be so vigilant I can't get like carried away yeah. with dangerous, exciting, shiny people because mm-hmm. then you're in a Jaguar buying Coke in the middle of the night in Los Angeles with like no friends around. And yeah, he makes, he like drums up this feeling of um, scared, mm-hmm. like scared yeah, and unstable. Yeah. And that's no fun. And you're a busy lady. You don't have time for that shit. Don't yeah. you? Do, you got you to schedule it. Don't yeah. put being scared in there. Stop yeah, it. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get being scared <laughs> I know that, out of my schedule. I know schedule. that sounds like way too uh, No, easy, you're right, but though. Yeah, yeah no, no, that, I don't know. It, that takes up way too much space in your G-Cal. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, no. I have being scared for, from two to three, then I have masturbating and, and crying. Yeah, and absolutely. then, uh, you know, I got a podcast to do. <laughs> yeah, um, podcast, you um, got spots, man. Yeah, fear takes up too much time. Anybody got time for that? No. Next time he texts you, just don't respond. Yeah, I think like, I'm serious. Like, what is he adding to your life? Literally yeah. nothing. No, you're very mm-hmm. right. Um, Speaking of strange lately, and exciting sorry. adventures. Yes. Did you want to say something? Yeah. Oh, I was just saying that lately my stock response is like, hey, I'm going through some stuff right now that I don't want to talk about and I don't really have the bandwidth to handle other people's stuff right now. I've that's been, good. Perfect. Yo, that's my new canned thing that I've been throwing out there. And usually they're like, okay. That's perfect yeah. because anybody who re- did not respond well to that isn't is, worth your time anyway because they're toxic. Yeah. And then, and it also sends a message mm-hmm. like, hey, this yeah. is not 
a good thing. I started doing it because 2019 was a nightmare that that message at one point was true. And I did have all this stuff that I didn't want to talk about. And then I was like, hey, this is working really well for oh, yeah. Like, yeah. people that I just don't want to talk to. And not even necessarily for a good reason. Maybe they're just annoying. Like, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. And that's not an illegitimate reason. No. no. Like, I mean. You don't have to like everybody or enjoy everybody's company. No. You only have so much time to spend with other people. Mm -hmm. I mean, my dear sage friend, David Spector, once told me before I cut someone like this out of my life, and it was painful. I thought you were saying before I cut someone. <laughs> before I cut somebody up. Um, yeah, I'm scary too, baby. Um, he said to me, he was just like, you can walk away from anybody in your life and you don't even have to give them a reason. And that's yeah. like, it seems mm -hmm. very, I've been so conditioned to be like, let me take care of you and, mm -hmm. and softly let you. And, and I, I like to have a little bit more, you know, uh, I like to stick the dismount a little bit mm -hmm. better than that. But it was very freeing to have someone be like, that doesn't make you a bad person. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. But also like when he says, you don't need a reason. I don't think what he means is... He means you don't have to give them a reason. Yeah, it, yeah. And also, you don't need to waste your time thinking, is this justified? Yes. Am I justified? No, if somebody isn't adding anything to your life, you can cut them out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, what a pleasure that lesson's been. Yeah. I mean, I don't really... Cut, I don't think I really cut people out. No, because you, yeah, you... It's because I don't let people in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah baby. I say I, you don't have to cut anyone out if you don't let them in. The more you know. Yeah, Rainbow. seriously, the Lubin lifestyle. Yeah. I, I recommend it. Yeah, but, it's great. So it's you great over here. had a little adventure yeah, so last week. <laughs> it's it's funny. When, um, when we were planning for the show, Andrew tells me that you're into drugs and I was like, I need to ask her advice mm -hmm. because this past weekend I had been planning. I actually had been planning for like two weeks yeah. to drop acid yeah. with my boyfriend on a Saturday. Like we mm -hmm. blocked out a whole Saturday. Mm -hmm. I Have got, you done acid before? I've done mushrooms. I okay. haven't done acid. Yeah. Okay. So I got off my SSRIs. I read that, like, if you're on SSRIs, that it doesn't affect you as strongly. Uh huh. So I got off of it. Like, Andy probably, had like research folders. Oh my ready. god, oh, man! He's my little research boy. Yeah, he had like filing cabinets full. Of I love research. it. I love it. Lord. Um, yeah, he knew like exactly how much to take, exactly uh, like when I should stop taking my SSRIs, uh -huh. when I should get back on them, like whatever. And that part of it wasn't, I wasn't worried about that part of it because it, my particular SSRI, I could get out of my system. And then once I got back on it, it would take a couple of days to okay. get back on. And it's not like, I didn't anticipate that it would like cause fuck me, your shit up fuck super my shit hard. Up. Yeah. So I do that. Um, we like download things. We block out the whole day. What did you download? Uh, an, like, an orgy? No, like Planet Earth too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, like fun nature videos. Documentaries are good for that. I yeah. would think yeah. so. Well, basically, I was like anything that I enjoy when I'm extremely high on weed. Yeah. I, it'll probably be just as enjoyable. Totally. And, you know, from from doing mushrooms, and I know that it's different, but from doing mushrooms, like I could just literally lie there and get lost in my sweaters. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. when I did mushrooms, I was wearing so multiple jealous. sweaters because it was like a cold winter night. And I remember at one point I I look down and I'm like, 
I'm playing with the sweaters and I realize that I don't know where the sweaters end and I begin. Whoa. Like, oh, I yeah. don't know where no, I there, am. There's a lot of things, especially if you're dealing with a textile pattern like that. Like, do you get, are you a visual person or are you more of like a tactile person when you're on hallucinogens? I think I'm more tactile. Tactile. Yeah. Cause not everybody gets like, I have a friend, my friend Molly's like that or not, not the drug. Her, her, uh-huh. yeah, her literal said, name, her literal Molly. name is Molly. Molly's my friend too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, uh, yeah. So anyway, I, I, I was like so stoked for this for two weeks. I am so envious of this mindset around drugs. I'm such Mm -hmm. a paranoid person that I like can't even broach the idea of feeling this way about a hallucinogen. This Mm -hmm. is where you're going wrong because if you're worried, then you have something to worry about. Because if you go into something with a negative mindset, then you're way more likely to not have a good time. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason why, like, if you're tripping, you should try to be somewhere safe where limited amounts of things can go wrong because yeah. you can. the thing that you can repeat to yourself is, like, all I have to do today is lie on this beach. Yeah. Uh, my friend over here is sober. They're going to make sure nothing happens on the beach. Yeah. At the end, like, you know, it just ha- just keep it simple and then you can, like, work your way up to doing stupid shit like going to see cats at Battery Park uh, and Regal and <laughs> yeah. fucking taking a ferry to Astoria. And- Ooh, we will get to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's when uh, the adventures truly begin. Yeah. You've said two deeply, super profound things in the last... 20 minutes. Number one, you don't have to kick someone out if you don't have to kick anyone out if you don't let anyone in. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the first yeah, one. Which yeah. I, uh, yeah, tattoo <laughs> that. And then, that. And yeah. then uh, if you, if you, you're worried, then you have something to worry about. Yes, What's the that, second one. Like, mm-hmm. oh, all of two yeah. of my main Guys, problems. Wait till you see me on acid. I'm going to be even more profound yeah. than I am <laughs> oh, already. Yeah. Anyway, so the acid had been stored in his freezer for quite a long time. She's mm-hmm. already, her eyes are already widening. Interesting. Yeah. I'm like, I say to him at one point, I'm like, is this, is this going to be potent? Because I don't know how like storing it in the freezer is and if the moisture is going to get to it and like yeah, harm and the. I don't know why. Yeah, whatever. Keep going. <laughs> well, so anyway, so we decide that. Is acid just... LSD? Yes. Yes. Okay. What is LSD? Uh, like, what does it stand for? Yeah, it, it, what like do oh, we it's, actually it's a chemical know? Compa- it's a chemical compound uh, that I do not understand. I could ask a coworker. Yeah, I work in a lab. Um, I wonder what it actually does to your brain. I, I've never been given a clear answer on like what it actually does. Andy probably knows. You could yeah. ask him. Um, I know that it stores up in your spine. That's why if you do a shitload of acid, like for like if you do too much, like you can like crack your back and get flashbacks. Yeah, I've heard that. Our yeah. friend Lucas Connolly had that happen. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. No, yes. but that's but you have to do. A, a lot yes. like I really a lot like more than me that's uh, like, wild yeah oh my god okay. but that's the difference between acid and shrooms, shrooms I think it I think on. it also like it it, re- it it changes the serotonin levels uh-huh. among other things okay. but like that's why people get extremely gleeful mm-hmm. yeah. when they take it you know but that but hence the me mm-hmm. getting off of my anti-anxiety because it lessens since that's monitoring the serotonin uh-huh. in my brain then it would interfere with the effects of the acid. Okay. Um, but anyway, so we take a tab um, probably 11 a.m. And 45 minutes go by. Both <laughs> of us are feeling nothing. 
Remember when we took mushrooms and nothing happened? Yeah, but we didn't take enough. Okay. This was not that. Yeah. This was like we took a full dose. Yeah. Nothing happened. An hour goes by. We're like, okay, well, let's try another one. Another one? Another oh, one. That's yeah. bold. A half an hour to 45 minutes go by again. Still nothing. Shut up. So eventually, like almost three hours have gone by and nothing is happening. And we're like, do you think this isn't working? Are you trying to like will it? Are you trying to like push yes. it in your head? Yes, like, Andrea. Do you feel weird? I was yeah. lying on my, I was lying on my bed and I was staring at objects trying to see if I stared long enough, would they start melting or something? Yeah. Like trying to see if I could will the drugs yeah. into effectiveness. What a bummer because you like were so prepared. Yeah. So and prepared. You, it, you do have to like actually clear your schedule. Yeah. 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 The whole day because it, uh-huh. it, I mean, from what I've heard, it lasts like 10 to 12 hours even. Yeah. No, it, c- it can go pretty long. Like you've seen me on the tail end of an acid yeah, trip twice. I know. Uh, I've showed up at your mic twice at the end of an acid trip. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't. I, I haven't even been to your mic that many times. I, I think know. I've been, to, I've maybe been to your mic like three, four times. And so it, I've got a half. I know. I remember when I saw you and you were on the tail end of your acid trip and you're like, I went to the beach for seven hours. And I'm like, and you're like, I was climbing around in the lights. And I'm like, this sounds so cool. And I could I mean, it sounds great. never yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I will. We'll see. Um, so maybe one day. But yeah, so we so don't. happened? Well, so nothing happened. We no, end I, up taking the entire thing. Absolutely nothing happened. What if like six months later, all of a sudden you're like, your in. eyes like, uh, <laughs> I fucking hope so. I wanted it to happen so fucking bad. I can't yeah. even tell you the disappointment. It it was as if I miscarried. I'm so and, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So then what ended up happening was we ended up smoking our weight in weed. Okay. And at one point I couldn't tell if I was if the acid had taken hold or if I was just really high. This is so bold mm. because what if somehow like time it took release. extra long. Yeah, and then you're like extremely stoned and then also on two tabs. You're so Yeah, well then I'm on, Emily at bit. one point I'm on Reddit <laughs> forums and I'm like, can acid sometimes take three hours to kick in? And what do you know, like one time for one person it yeah. did and I'm like, shit. Yeah, like if the- that happens, I just took three times the regular amount of acid. Regular in quotes. Uh, Regular in quotes, right. Uh Because, like, that doesn't really exist. But Mm -hmm. I would would think that I would need to take a pretty small dose considering I've never taken it before. before. And it Um, also depends who gave you the acid, like, how good it was. Yeah. Yeah, well, his so so Slamdy's brother got it at a fish concert. Ah, mother. So is it the fridge? Is it the fridge? Or you got sold oregano version of acid? I I think you can't store... He was storing it, I believe, for like a year. And Mm -hmm. I don't think... I think it expires after a certain point. We thought since it was in the freezer that it would not expire the way that, you know, your um, pigs in a blanket don't expire in the freezer. But Acid a- and pigs in a blanket, same thing. Apparently, it's not. Apparently, yeah. like, the, the moisture gets to it, mm. and it dissolves it, and it, it completely fucks it up. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm, like, on the hunt for some legit acid, if anybody I wants. I gave you acid, remember? It's old, Andrea. Yeah. It's, like, two I, years old. I can, you know. Y- yeah, you can hook me up. I'm <laughs> just like making off mic. Yeah. No, you could get me pigs in a blanket. I yeah, 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 yeah. Easy, easy. Hey, Andrea. Emily. I noticed that you're wearing the same jumpsuit that you've been wearing for the past year and a half. (laughs) What? Do you think you might need some new clothes? I mean, maybe. They're Uh, expensive. They are. It's also like, 
it's hard to find things that fit my personal style. Yeah. I'm very, very specific. I don't like to go out to stores and shop. There's nothing more humiliating. So I just end up wearing things till they fall off of my body. I can actually recommend something for that. Please. Stitch Fix. Yes. Stitch Fix is the sponsor of today's show, and it's a really incredible service. Here's how it works. You go online to stitchfix.com, and you take a personal styling quiz. Cool. They ask you if you like different clothing items. You can uh, select the things you like, ignore the things that you don't like. They have pictures. Love that. Lots of pictures. They really nail down your personal style and then they pair you with your very own personal stylist. Who are Kardashian. Right? So cool. Who will handpick five items to send right to your door. And with this deal, you'll get 25% off when you keep all five items in that box. That's huge. It's insane. Yeah, I actually, no shit, did get this jumpsuit from Stitch Fix And I bought it because I was like, I'm going to wear this to the ground. And here I am years later. It's like very, very low pressure shopping. We always talk about how if you work in an office, something like this is great because you can get different little power blazers, cute little dresses. Maybe you want to do, maybe you want to get some maternity wear. There's also kids on there. Like your needs for clothing shift throughout your life. And this is a really great service for these purposes. Certainly. Basically, if you're in any situation where you need a new wardrobe but don't have the cash flow to buy a new wardrobe, this is a great option for you. Get started now at stitchfix.com slash hot mess and you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash hot mess to get started today. Stitchfix.com slash hot mess. Well, how often have you done, how much have you done acid? Okay, so. Allegedly, wink. uh, (laughs) Well, first off, I usually stick to one, like my general opinion on hallucinogens is most people take too much and it's not necessary to be a hero. Like people take, are like, (laughs) yeah, I took like five tabs and I'm like, this isn't a six pack of beer. Like you don't, you can still have a great time on one tab and still have visuals and all that other good stuff. You really don't, and when people like really flip out I really think it's just like yeah you fucking overdosed like yeah. you're not overdosed but still you are the you equivalent of shit-faced of you're the equivalent of shit-faced when you could be nicely buzzed right now is there um, is there like, an element of like building up a tolerance like maybe one tab wouldn't affect you as much or um, is that not really a thing it tends to stay in your system for a while like you're not high for a while but like like my like my connect for this uh, is like is at one point uh, I had some extra and I'm just like man I'm doing this other thing this week do you think I should take like I'm like should I take a tab one week apart she's like it probably wouldn't have as much of an effect if you did that like you should uh, wait a couple months and I know like there's it does kind of stay in your system okay. a couple months it's and it's also just best to space it out because it's. Uh, it's a time-consuming drug. Like, you don't, yeah, like... I mean, when... Yeah. How often do you even have mm-hmm. a day that you don't yeah, have that's, to do that, that's basically the thing. It's how often do I even have a day? And then it's also, like, 
can I fit an acid compatible activity into this day yeah, as well? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like if I have anywhere to be that day, no, if it's like, you know, if I'm like, okay, I have plans, I'm going to this park and it fucking like rains. I'm like, no, I'm not still taking the acid, you know? So uh, it's a lot of, it's a lot of situational, you know, and then also usually the next day is just kind of like a fuck off day. It's not really like a hangover, but you also, yeah. um, you've probably had a lot of thoughts. I usually have a lot of thoughts like I do some hippie shit where I like set an intention before I uh-huh. trip. Ooh. Yeah. And then Can like you, yeah, would you would give an example? Oh yeah, sure. I used it to um I had one acid trip where I was intentionally like I'm going to mess with my body dysmorphia today. I want to know like I want to think st- I want to think about that and I uh-huh. want to kind of try to fix that and rewire that in my brain. Uh-huh. And then I had this really cool trip with that intention where I was like looking in the mirror, I was looking at my stomach and then there was like these weird like voices in my head that are just like your body is the physical manifestation of everything you've done and you've led a life to be proud of and then I saw the ocean flowing across my stomach and it was like yeah I know it was like it's dope like it's you know does it feel like it's a voice um, like separate from your own a little bit or like a mm-hmm. universal voice, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, it's it feels separate from my own, but I'm willing to accept that it's me, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, that's just general, like my spirituality in general is that I don't really have proof that mystical shit is happening but i also don't have proof that it's not happening so i'm trying to pick the fun bath but not get like defensive with me if people are like that right well because you you know scientifically this is something that's affecting your brain yeah like your internal monologue could Uh sound external yeah internal monologue could sound external and then you know you're also dealing with hallucinogenic drugs so you that's that that is the peak time that you will see and hear shit that is not there right um especially like i said acid's like I'm a visual person on acid. Uh, I Is like there a different. So there's visual, and then what was the other one? You said? I said tactile. tactile. Like if you're, it, I mean, it's usually just like some people uh, get in their like get really in their head and they don't even want to pay attention to anything that's okay. going around them. Some people see visuals, uh, which is why I. Uh, go to art museums a lot because paintings yes. will just start moving and yeah. doing cool shit. I wonder if museum workers are like during their like mm-hmm. training, it's like there will be a person who oh, is yeah. standing in front of a Van Gogh for three hours. <laughs> oh yeah. No, yo, don't that, talk to that, them. that giant famous Jackson Pollock in the MoMA, I had uh, a, a solid half hour with that where I was just like, it's like tears streamed out. Oh, <laughs> that's and, actually why they put those benches there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the best. Like, that, that's the thing is that you don't, you never look out of print. This, this is also, but Melissa Diaz is real into doing yes, this too. Yes. And she's, guess Melissa Diaz. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. For sure. She, she also takes hallucinogens at art galleries and she's like, yeah, this is like one of those things where, you know, you're not going to look out of looking at the art and crying because it's yeah. an art museum art nerds do that all the time yeah. yeah so you know i mean granted you'll have like super dilated ass pupils but sure yeah what is what was it about the jackson pollock painting that like took you took you so deeply uh, well just because of the the physical makeup of it it's a lot of like chunky deep brush strokes and it's a very texture based painting yeah. like the, the the oil paint is coming off a lot and it's a lot of movement it's chaotic that. yeah so because of that and the way that visuals happen when I'm on acid, the way it affects my eyes, it was, it just looked like tumbleweed. It was like the whole thing, thing was moving around. Was Is it kind of like a kaleidoscope type thing? Yeah. And then it's also because of like loopy hippie shit, I was also kind of like feeling the emotion that went behind making it. And like yeah. kind of like the chaos and anger and weird shit. Jackson um, Pollock was a very fucked yeah. up person. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But this is actually, I forgot that this was actually a much 
more ridiculous story than just like, oh yeah, that painting looks cool. There was also this kid that came in that was like pointed at the painting and he was just like, mom, I don't, you know, want to be here anymore. This is boring. And then like, I saw the painting like get offended and then start leaking <laughs> black paint all over the kid. <gasps> and I was cracking the fuck yeah, up like i'd be it, rooting for the painting yeah, yeah exactly I'm for the painting but that's one of those things where it's like i don't know if that was hallucinogen or is it if that's the kind of thing where my brain wrote a joke as it does right. you know, like comedy brains write jokes in the moment and instead of it just staying in my head it might have just like jumped out of my head yeah and started peeing black paint on a child Whatever it is, it's <laughs> whatever it is, it's fucking great. I'm yeah. all for black paint being peed on children. Yeah. Have you ever had a negative experience? Um, I can't. No, I'm usually like it, it. Both acid and shrooms tend to calm me down. I think that I'm going to be more switching to shrooms because I can kind of feel that it's getting to the point where it is building up in my mm-hmm. system and you know I Got hear that about spine yeah exactly and I'm way. just like I kind of want to quit when I'm ahead because I've never had a bad trip so um, I think that the only thing I dislike uh, the only thing I dislike about either of those is certain components of how they taste like that I mean the acid doesn't really taste like anything yeah. but sometimes you get like a weird I heard metallic feeling in your mouth well I heard if it's bitter it's a spitter that's what she said. Oh, <laughs> I've never. I guess I've never. Had, yeah, like, like I've never had spitter. spitter. You should spit it out. Yeah, really? I've never yeah. had. Uh, yeah, I've never heard that, and I've never had spitter acid. I guess. Um, well, now mind. you have. Blows my yeah. fucking mind. You're um, like, I've never had a bad experience. I'm like, all I have when, is bad experiences. When was the first time you took? Or what? How did you get into like psychedelics this crazy and, universe of yeah. psychedelics? Um, I mean, it's a bleed over from like I was raised by hippies, and I also just like listen, like I'm real into a lot of like seventies humor that was deeply rooted in psychedelics like and things beat, like, like that. Like music. It. I was raised, yeah, no, I was I was raised by like people that would sh- give me like Beatles tracks and shit. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, like I. Yellow Submarine was my favorite movie when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, I just kind of already... Blue meanies, motherfucker. Yeah, blue meanies. Um, and it's one of those things where, like, I was just naturally liking that. There are people who are like, oh, you're like a, a human acid trip. And I'm just like, maybe I'm just uh, the acid compatible human. I mean, I was a square in high school. I never took any drugs oh, in really? high school. Uh, it was all kind of college and beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just because uh, my dad had so like he could sniff everything out a mile away because he, he did it all yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, my like, parents I see you looking at that painting exactly <laughs> no my parents met in music school in the 70s in all like right. upstate new york it's just like I, you can't get anything by them and i just didn't want to hear it especially because like my older brother was doing everything mm-hmm. and i was just watching them yell at him and i'm just like i don't need this kind of i'm just gonna stay in av club and fucking edit footage all day i guess that's my and i do martial arts and shit so yeah yeah Lived uh, many lives. I've I've lived way too many lives. <laughs> so I remember the time that you were on acid. One of the, one of the many times I've seen you on acid. Yeah. You're always so calm. at least twice. Yeah. You're always so calm and fun. Like I'm uh-huh. never worried for you or anything like that. Yeah. Um. But you had mentioned that you went to the beach by yourself. Mm-hmm. The yeah. was it Coney Island or the Rockaways? No, it was the Rockaways. I love as soon as it gets like. 50 degrees like i have a superhuman cold tolerance but still like uh, stuff coming off the ocean but as soon as it gets to that point like there's a sweet spot 
where there's still nobody there and you can just like walk up and there's like sunlight and it's kind of warm and there's usually like there are long periods of time where you don't see anybody for like miles and then yeah. if you're on acid it just turns into the doors movie like you're just like the sun the cool. colors are cool like the colors on the ocean are cool and you just walk forever are you listening think. to music or are you just sometimes i listen to music sometimes i just want to hear the ocean sometimes i just want to get into my thoughts um so I usually i try not to like well, it's a common, like, I have to make sure that I don't drain my phone battery. That's a big deal. Right. Um, cause you, because you need to be ocean. able to, can, like, contact people in an emergency or if something happens, or maps is really important because I, you get yeah. lost having yeah. the Google Maps app. And also because I get, I get visuals on my smartphone too. Like, my smartphone I starts to look weird. That. Like, yeah. How, like, is it hard to navigate even in your own? phone um or on the map it's just my phone just kind of looks wobbly when i started to do that but i also usually like aggressively like write out beforehand yeah um what you need to do yeah but then i also am just really good at like a type a brain like if i need to get my shit together and do something like deal with like a person talking to me or something when i'm on acid i'm usually pretty good at like stone like going yeah through that's, it. that's honestly uh, impressive that you can do that you're that confident that's the other thing is that again i don't take i usually stick to one tab maybe a tab and a half um of something like strong like is strong enough but i am also like you don't need to take three nobody needs to take three tabs i don't feel right. like i you know not yeah. a popular opinion but i'm like no it's not necessary like you can have half your brain there yeah if you want it there you just take less yeah, I agree with that. Uh-huh. I fully agree with that. Well, so you mentioned to uh, me, uh, also, you were like, I think I'd be good on the show because I have a history with dominatrixes, etc. <laughs> and I was like, this is what I know. When I explained, Go on. When I explained Hannah to Emily, I was like, Hannah fucking rocks. She... Uh, well, you said, goes, this is what you said. You said worked for a dominatrix. Worked for a dominatrix. Which is interesting to me because that not is, was a dominatrix. Mm -hmm. yeah. Worked for a dominatrix. Like, were you a dominatrix's personal assistant? Um, well, that was, uh, it's funny because I feel like I didn't say that, but it was still true. When I worked at a sex shop, uh, the woman that owned the shop used to be a dominatrix, ah. but still had clients occasionally I see okay. uh, every once in a while but like yeah no the, the, I worked at um I got into whole fetish scene world uh because I it is a world it's it is its, own it's a it's an thing. underground scene and then also you need to you, you need to kind of flip the clock back a little bit because at this point it's like 2008 okay uh yeah like this is a different like a different think, hannah this is a pre, well a different hannah but also pre 50 shades of gray like it's not in the yeah. public consciousness Way really some people saw secretary but yeah like, oh, secretary is a great yeah, movie ah. it is a fantastic movie and it's still one of the best representations of it you yeah know? maggie gyllenhaal's yeah. breakout role uh-huh yeah. uh-huh yeah, no, it's still one of the best pop culture representations of it, you know. It's like, it's got some, like, yeah, there's a little problematic -y in the beginning because, like, you know, sure. he, he obviously doesn't, like, immediately ask consent for it, but she also already liked it, so it's like, right. Yeah. But at the it's same a, time, it's... also it's, like, mm -hmm. it's a fantasy. Yeah, you know? It's a fantasy, but at the same time, it's that fantasy in pop culture is almost as close as you'll get to a real DS relationship. Yeah. Uh, like oh, yeah? One that's, like, not... 
like you're not boyfriend girlfriend you're dom sub uh-huh. or master slave or something well, like that. Well, you said that uh, you used to you used to go to parties and yeah. sell sex toys and yeah. fetish what do you call it fetish gear? Fetish gear. Yeah. Uh so that could and that could mean impact play toys like the whips what and is all impact that. Play? Impact plays anything you, you're hitting somebody. Okay. Um so uh, if they're spanking oh, somebody oh, like a whip? If, yeah, or a whip or you're spanking somebody or a paddle this or, summer at Burning Man I was I got a little paddle experience. Mm-hmm. Boy, do those hurt. But it's like the sting. Was it wood or leather or what? Both. So nice. I had I had a wood paddle. Uh-huh. Um Was it like a spanking tent? Yeah. It uh no, it was it was my camp. The shout out to the Dusty Beavers. Um <laughs> the great burning man. The camp Canadian name. I love it. freak shows that I that mm-hmm. I grew very close to. But our camp theme was we were obviously Canadians, um, and we were giving out like poutine and like snow cones and things like that. But somewhere in the I mix, I love that you were giving out poutine. It was incredible. Oh Just my like god! If I were Canadian- high off my ass, I would totally eat poutine and snow cones together Hell in yeah. the desert. In the desert, yeah. yeah. Better yet, gravy on a snow cone. It's uh-huh. fucking. It, it was just a cornucopia of uh, sensations, mm-hmm. but. Um, Somewhere in the mix, also, there was um, a gay dude that had, like, a bunch of uh, paddles, and he would be like, this one's very special. Handle it, you know, gracefully. And so when people would come We're in. Such gearheads. Yeah. We are. We are. I, <laughs> it's, like, it's very expensive, and there's, like, ways to handle this one. But so I have. It's like a wine collector. It is. Yeah. 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 And I am guilty. I'm guilty on all charges, it's man. It's fine. I, I have a lot. I have a lot of really aesthetically beautiful, nice things that I would not be able to afford at full price. It was all employees. Yeah. Discount. Well, yeah. it's, like, gore- it's pretty <laughs> sick. It's, yeah. like, wood and mm-hmm. leather and, like, craft work. So the one that I liked the best was uh, wood, but it had like a leather pad mm, on it. Okay, that had like kind of like a cross stitchy. So it like it was like like Did quilted it have holes almost. Or no, no holes. No. Was it okay. to cushion the blow? Yeah, it yeah. made it made it like a little less painful. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a leather one that like bend is bendy. Mm-hmm. You know that one stings oh, yeah, more. Those, yeah, because uh, it's like. Like it, it has this little <laughs> reverb, but <laughs> and also the uh, the strike is distributed across a smaller area. It's like a physics thing. Like yeah, it's like the smaller things, like all of the power is going into a much smaller like area, so tip. it stings more. It's like a snake. Yeah, exactly. But if uh. it's like a big flat thing, and it's just like the kink community's real big, like thuddy pain versus stingy pain. Ah, yeah. See, it's I'm a like, thuddy pain. Yeah, exactly. Kind of girl. Some people yeah. are thuddy pain, per- and yeah, that tends to be lower thing. And some people j- like being hit by a stingy shit, like canes. Like there that's was, I'm thuddy too. Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I prefer a thud, a, a uh-huh. thuddy thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there was there was this one guy who came up to me and he was like, "Hit me as hard as you can," and I'm like, "No, well, are you sure? Are you sh- uh-huh. I'm very strong." I was beating the shit out of this man, and he was not even blinking an eye. He was like laughing at me did you as have fun? I did it. It was amazing. It's the best, right? It's, it is the best. Yeah, you know, it's very like, fun. You know, if you can find a consenting partner, it's like one of the like, yeah, doming for impact play. God, like, I and just get to hit someone. Yeah, and <laughs> as long as they're not actually, because some people just have freakish high pain tolerances. I'm raising my hand on the microphone, but yes. so like, yeah, that's 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 so why what I'm a wrestler now. What but. did you get into? Like, what what attracted you to the kink scene, and then like, what kind of stuff? 
did you enjoy when you were there? Were there any mm-hmm. nefarious characters that you really didn't like? Like, <laughs> I'm, I am dying to know everything about this. Okay. Well, first off, the story of how I even got working at that store is real funny. I was, uh, I had a- You're on acid. No. <laughs> oddly enough, I think that that wasn't even happening yet. Like, this is, th- yeah, because this was early. I don't even, th- I wasn't old enough to drink when I got in the King okay. community. Okay. So, like, 18 at I least, was, uh, yeah, 19, 20. Okay. I think I was, like, the tail end of 19, because okay. it was- uh, it was my freshman year of college. Uh, I no, no, so that would have made me twenty because I, I took a year in between. But yeah, so it was my freshman year of college, and I had a like assigned like creative writing one hundred and one class that was called the working experience, where you were supposed to follow around somebody working at a job for a semester and okay. write about what that job was like. And in the intro to that class, I raised my hand as a joke. I was like, "Can I go to the BDSM store on South Street in Philly?" And he's like, "That's a great idea. You should do it." <laughs> uh- and that's a great idea. Yeah, and I was like, oh, well, shit, I guess. And, you know, bef- I'm also just in general, like, I just real the hypersexual perv before I was on bipolar meds. I was, like, real over the top. Yeah, like, sexuality and the yeah. manicness, they uh-huh. go together, like, Woo! For sure, yeah. No, before I got bipolar meds, I was, like, ridiculous with that. I was definitely, yeah. like, way, way off the edge and also just, you know, like, new into it, exploring my sexuality, you know, like, I only... Fairly, fairly recently lost my virginity or whatever. Yeah. So risky sexual behavior yeah. is often a marker of like mm-hmm. a manic episode. I've yeah I've that, found. and then also the kind of you know. Like I was a Rocky Horror person the entire. I started doing Rocky Horror when I was eighteen, so yeah. there was a lot of like whips and chains, like BDSM references in that. And yeah. like I'm already wearing all the corsets and everything, and I'm a martial arts person, so I'm already hitting people, and I know <laughs> it's that, a that and I could yeah, and I could feel something happen in my brain if I'm fighting somebody who is cute, and I'm like uh, yeah, it's the, and I could tell that those kinds of themes were like attracting me yeah. in movies and things like that, and I was just also standard goth, yeah, you know, yeah, I like, feel like the kids who were really into mm-hmm. Rocky Horror at camp grew yeah. up to be dominatrix. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, definitely for sure. somewhere on the queer spectrum. I remember mm-hmm. the first time I saw Rocky Horror and uh, the – the guy, is his name Rocky? The main guy. This is so ignorant. Oh, uh, Frankenfurter. Frankenfurter. Yeah, Rocky is the guy in the gold shorts that's yes. the creation. Yes. So yeah. when Frankenfurter hooks up with the, like, nerdy husband mm-hmm. type, I yeah. was like, ooh. Yeah. This yep. feels – Special. Mm-hmm. I was it, in. It a, resonated with a certain <laughs> breed. Yeah, I was in the Philly Rocky Horrorcast for 13 years, until, wow. like all the way up to yeah. eight, 18 until I moved here. I, and I think I started going to the shows when I was 16. Like I wasn't allowed to be in the cast yet because yeah. I wasn't 18. But it's a very cool movie. It had a huge cultural for impact. sure. But so, yeah, there's whips and bondage and everything in that too. Yes. And then in general, I was just like kind of hot topic, nine inch nails listening human. Yeah. Um, so I start. So I basically start like working, but not working at sure. this store. And she eventually just gives me a job. Like I was like, okay, the semester's over. I'm done writing. And she's just like, wait, you're not coming into work. I'm like, I don't work here. You're not paying me. And she's like, you want a job? Nice. And, Ended up there for like four years, but how it dragged me into the, the subculture end of it is that that job also ran fetish parties. It ran, it still, they still do. Um, yeah. this passionate boutique and sexploratorium. I'm fine name checking them. So hi, Callie. Nice. Um, but they, sexploratorium. Sexploratorium. She's awesome. That sounds almost educational. Yeah. It, it is. They have classes. Yeah. Oh, very literally. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh huh. No, good. If you're ever in Philly, that's great. in Philly. It's in Philly. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, 
they have two major events a year. I'm not sure if Libertine Ball's still happening, but Libertine Ball's like the summer one that's uh-huh. just like a summer fetish party. It's usually themed. It's like pirate themed. Or So is a fetish party like we're going to have rooms for uh, like whipping or, or dom and sub play mm-hmm. or, or is it like, is it specific to one fetish or is it like come with your fetish and explore it with someone else who wants to? Uh, BYO fetish. Yeah. The answer is yes. Uh, foot parties exist, but then there's also just general fetish balls that exist. Uh-huh. And then there's also like more casual monthly things. The ones that the store ran were formal. Like there were wardrobe police at the door. Like you can't be in jeans. You can't be in t-shirts. Like you have yeah. to be wearing fetish gear or a costume that goes with the theme. I love, by the way, I went to a sex party in mm-hmm. Bushwick um, last year and was the, it Wonderland? No, it was yeah. NSFW. Okay. Um, and everyone, all the women look fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, I think they hire also like models. Like, it's one of those like hot people ones. <laughs> um, and me and Emily also went to one together that was like a little bit low key hacienda that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were some schlubby dudes that came in to the NSFW one with just like a mask from the dollar store. I'm like, mother. <gasps> Fucker. Were they turned yeah. away? No. They were allowed in? Because they paid. But, oh, but it was like, you're in. wearing a fucking, a pair of like mm-hmm. black skinny jeans yeah. and a dollar store mask. And there's this bitch over here wearing like a boa and mm-hmm. a full head mm-hmm. piece. Like, and it's so fun to get extra for stuff like that. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's part of the whole experience. Uh-huh. You gotta exactly. commit. Yeah. Yes. Don't, like, yeah. So, um, the, the, the ones that she ran, she runs, Diabolique still happens. That's a huge charity ball and it's in the fall. And then Libertine was, I don't know if it's still a thing, but it was every summer. And it was like a big, like you, we take over an entire nightclub kind of a thing. Nice. Like a lot of people come to those. Are people fucking out in the open? Uh, usually it's not actual sex. A lot of times BDSM parties are strictly for like impact play and dom sub stuff and not like anything like exchanging. Yeah, exchanging fluids. Fluid because bonding. The main reason you're there is to use the furniture because there's a lot of like shit, like a lot of the bondage furniture and shit. You're not keeping that in your house. You're not yeah. keeping a fucking St. Andrew's Cross in your house. You're not keeping a suspension ring. What is a St. Andrew's Cross? Um, It is a big wooden X that has uh like O-rings like screwed into them that you can just cuff people to. Okay. Uh, and then you like whip them, that, uh, whip them or spank or just like leave them there if they're just Have you been being on one ignored. of those? Yeah. So many times. I don't know how many times. Um, You're like, it's endless. I'm always <laughs> yeah. on acid or I'm on a St. Andrew's yeah, or cross. That, I mean, that's not, like, I don't really go to events that much anymore. Um, like, this was mostly, like, ages, like, 20 through 24. It's basically until I started stand-up and it ruined my sex life. Um, It'll but do that. It will. So yeah. what, so what um, specific fetishes did you explore, like, within this community that you liked? I kind of, like, went straight for impact play. I kind of already knew that was a thing, but okay. then I also just liked uh, are you so you're with a the power then? dynamics no i'm a switch ah. um i would be considered a switch and a sadomasochist which means i'm on like both sides of Ooh, everything and by i'm greedy yeah <laughs> what's the is well you're greedy but you're also very giving yeah Yay. yeah uh-huh. I, I so i am i am going on a date this saturday with a switch mm-hmm. I'm, I'm learning all these new terms because i'm on he said he was a switch he's a switch yeah and he, he likes to get pegged and i'm like <laughs> nice oh so does this okay 
Can somebody define switch for me? Yeah, it just means you're uh, both into both uh, submissive stuff and dom stuff. It doesn't mean okay. it's unilateral. Like, you know, you might be into getting spanked, but you don't want to be called a little bitch during it. You know, everybody has like different kinks. But right. usually when you're talking about dom sub switch, it's just about the power dynamics. Like if you or like you're in charge when mm, you're the dom. And yeah. then there's also like a difference between uh, dom sub and top bottom like you can be just into receiving sensations but you don't want to be submitting to the other person like you want to be in control right. of I what's think that's, happening that's what confused yeah. me a little bit because uh-huh. i think if he wants to get pegged but he also wants to fuck you yeah then that also qualifies as being a switch I think uh, I think so. Can be. I mean, again, a lot of these terms are malleable. The dom sub thing is definitely like the big power play, yeah. like psychology of it. Like you're doing whatever I say or whatever. But if you're just somebody that's like, I like being on top, but I'm not trying to like rule your life or mm-hmm. call you yeah. a little piece of shit or with a small I dick love the whole being time, and a you know, piece of shit. yeah. See that? And then there's a degradation play. Great. <sighs> yeah. Sub. So uh-huh. I am very subby, which is mm-hmm. uh, probably surprising to some because I'm so dommy in my life. I'm so like yeah. aggressive and assertive. Also, like the sub is the star. Like you just mm-hmm. get to receive the yeah, attention. Yeah, you get to be called yeah. a dirty little slut. That's the mm-hmm. best. And like I, one of my much, my experience like Dom partners from back in the day um, w- would make me like ask permission to come mm-hmm. and like beg him to fuck me and all this shit. Yeah, and that's some sub shit. Ooh! For sure. Love that. And then the, like the difference between like a top and a dom would be like, it, it's kind of like, am I here for you or are you here for me kind of a thing? Wait, if that makes any further. sense. No. Uh, like it's, if you're a top, um, or sometimes they'll even say like service top, it's more like service your part. Yeah, like, like your part, yeah. like your partner <laughs> is like, I want to be whipped and you're more like, okay, well, I'm into seeing you get off. You yeah. know, kind of a thing like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like I'm into watching you get off and I want to be the giver of these sensations that you like, but I'm not necessarily like running in here. Yeah. Like I want to dominate you and I want you to kiss my boots and I want you to like, yeah. you know, respond to commands and shit. Like yeah, I'm a service top in life. I'm always uh-huh. trying to give everyone what they want. I'm you a know? service dog. Yeah. And that's my thing is being a you service are. top in a weird way is kind of being a sub. It's like, because yeah. you're giving, that's, that's you. why there's like a delineation between top and dom is because you can be giving sensations but not in control of the situation if that makes any sense yes it's it does not, yeah so what ladies are you, like, ladies can i interrupt for a moment yes please. i just wanted to tell our listeners that if they're planning on going to a sex party or even if they're not they might be planning no shame in the game either way but they might be planning to shave their balls yeah and if you're planning True to shit. shave your balls in the near future don't be using that dusty, crusty, rusty razor. No. That no. you've been using on uh, everything else because it's going to snag on mm. your balls. You want you to put your best balls forward. You want to put your best balls forward. probably look weird. Yeah. A hundred percent. And let me tell you, as somebody who, I don't, I don't really frequently shave my box, but I do trim. Yes, me too. I dial it back. That's what yeah. I call it. You, you dial it back. But I used to shave. I used to go full bald because I thought that's like what I... Yeah, because we also doing... used to be like, I'm a guy's girl and exactly. I have no vagina hair. I guess I like saw porn and thought that that's yeah. what my vagina Ugh. should look like. Rough times. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I like 
gashed my gash, so to speak. Yeah, me too. And it's really uncomfortable. You have to walk around with a big scar on your pussy. Yeah, it's not Or in your case, your dick. That's why I'm telling you, you need to get some Manscaped in your life. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love this sponsor. When they were like, do you want to do a men's grooming sponsor? I'm like, Yes, we may be ladies, but we are handling those balls. I'm going to be out there mm-hmm. putting all types of balls in my mouth, and I'm giving out our code because this product is so, like, tailored to, you know, have it Make your dick look- fancy. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. you know what? Dick. It, it is um, definitely geared towards men, but like I said, uh, I mean, everybody who listens to this show knows that I have been a um, – a proponent of the Conair beard trimmer. Oh my god! For <laughs> my lady parts, yes, yeah. I wish they sponsored me, oh. but I, it actually broke recently because I had <gasps> been using it in the shower. It said it was waterproof, and it guess what? Does. It's mm. water resistant. Okay, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to buy another one that would just end up breaking on me. So I used the Manscaped. It's they call it the lawnmower. Yes. And it works just as well on vaginas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great I, news. I've used it too. My lady balls are unnicked. It also comes like they they sent us a package with a, a bunch of different goodies. Uh, they've got really cool like bags, for shaving bags. Um, yeah, they have all sorts of um, toiletries like oils. Ball deodorant. Ball deodorant, which is not something that I knew that you needed. Yeah, and now I'm like require. I'm carrying mm-hmm. it around with me. To give to dudes. Is the mm-hmm. only reason why we think balls smell because nobody's putting on ball deodorant? I fucking swear to God, mm-hmm. if that's what's been happening, thank God for Manscaped. So this is a great new sponsor. It's it's pretty high quality stuff. I really enjoy it. There's also some uh, some underpants that come or boxer briefs. Mm-hmm. They've got Ooh, a lot of They're very sleek. Yeah. I, and, and all this stuff is specifically made for your pubic area. So yeah. like mm-hmm. it's it's just going to be higher quality yes. than using any other kind of razor. Yeah. Um I I just I really wouldn't recommend taking a beard trimmer to your junk. <laughs> I just wouldn't I just wouldn't recommend it. Um get 20% off and free shipping with the code hotmess at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Do your dick and, service. Yes, yeah, seriously. Yeah, service your dick. Use code hotmess. Yes, 20% off free shipping with code HOTMESS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code HOTMESS. Um, and that's manscaped. Mm-hmm, like landscaped, but for dudes. Um, so, Hannah, you mentioned like expensive equipment. Yeah, that was actually right where I was going to pick up. Yeah, because yeah, like we talked about, like, this, like I just threw off uh, St. Andrew's Cross as an example, but there's other like. People that are super into rope bondage and get, like, Boy Scout and, like, do all these elaborate, yeah. like, I want to, like, suspend this person in, like, oh, a yeah, hemp suspension. rope spider web. Yeah, suspension stuff. Yeah, you're not going to have a suspension rig in your house if you want to do that and you want to show off your crazy rope skills and you want to take pretty pictures of a hot girl, like, you know, Hanging. beautifully suspended. You're going to want to go to a BDSM party and use their suspension rack. You're not going to put that shit in your house. Yeah. Um, it's, Do you imagine how terrifying you mm-hmm. go? on a tinder date and the guy's got a suspension rack and you're like this is it i'm dead 
If yep. I'm being honest, if I went over to someone's house and they had a sex swing in there, I'd be so excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, if, sex swings are, like, kind of easy. Like, you can yeah. get those yeah, the on, ropes, like, brackets. The just ropes the, thing, not mm-hmm. as much. But yeah. there are definitely or, some contraptions that would yeah, for, excite me. Yeah. Or there's places, like, uh, there's clubs like Paddles in New York uh, uh-huh. that have, like, theme rooms that you can use like if you're like a medical fetish people or like kind of what is that uh people that are into sexy nurses but also like get off on like surgery or like you know surgery enemas or any Ooh. kinds of like enemas that are big like domination. that's wild yeah no people that get off on that kind of stuff and get off on being in a medical situation uh you're not going to set up a fake doctor's office in your house but if you go to a bdsm party there might be have a medical you had room. an en- uh, a sexual enema before i have not have one had one i administered one Whoa. um but i have i have not per- no, that's i'm not into uh, How- like i associate enemas with having just had like a stomach virus it's a fucking enema yeah. yeah, so I, I'm not into it, but I mean, I can sort of get why a guy would be into it because it's butt stuff just in general. How do you administer it? Um, I mean, it's you, it, you put you the two inject, yeah, like you just uh, put the hot water up there and then like kind of check your watch and let him sit with it for a little bit, and then you let them let it out. And are they you know, are they like jerking off while this is happening, or sometimes. they're just getting? It depends like, on the it depends on the person. Some people like that's enough for them, and it's not even like necessarily about coming. They're just like, oh, it's the control thing, and this is humiliating or whatever. Yeah. And then there's other people like we sold at this st- like because this store had like a lot of really high end intense like fetish gear. Like they we sold like a like an enema that was basically like a dildo. It was like a dildo extension forward enema hose. Like, Whoa. yeah. So you like fucking them while you're yeah, exactly. Them? While they while you're also like filling them, they have like also into the sensation of being full. Like, how get, would you find um, people who were as like quote freaky as you? Like you said, you were on Fet Life. Yeah, Fet Life was a thing, and then also just constantly going to these parties, and then oh, the well, culture yeah. and the culture of these parties is that, and then this is why like my sex life was like kind of ruined forever. Is that the culture of these parties is that you could just walk up to people and ask them are you into this yeah. thing that I'm into? And it's not weird. And you can politely decline people for yeah. sex or whatever. And then, you know, I went violently from that to stand up where it's like, uh, oh, I think she has a crush. And I'm like, what? Do you, wh- wh- where am I? What like, is Can this? I put an animal? This is bullshit. Why can't I just fuck all my friends and it's not a problem? I'm like, not in love with you. I yeah. just asked to put an enema in your asshole. Yeah, Come on. God, don't make it weird. Like, w- Would you actually... <laughs> have problems with people misconstruing things like that or were you just too honest with people and it turned them off like when I think you started it was doing just, stand-up I think it was just more um, I got paranoid that I'd be too honest and also I just realized that you know, it's re- it was really hard for me to see exactly how strange that whole thing was until it was in hindsight. And then I started interacting with people who had had, like, normal lives their entire 20s or had just been, you know, like, or, you know, I went from this, like, crazy eyes wide shut world yeah. for several years to, like, hey, dating's kind of hard, right? Yeah. And yeah, I'm, like, so I'm because to like, so many people, stand-ups are the weirdest people. Yeah. But actually, they're pretty mm. mid-tier if you compare it to like the crazy underground world of, of course. sex parties. For sure. And, and then you also parties. have to remember the backdrop for all of this is Philadelphia which is like the like an angry ra- like gritty ratchet version of everything. Like yeah. it's, it, Philly's like a, d- a dark place. It is a dark place. To get, yeah. The first time I went to Philly I was there for like a work related thing and I got off the train and there was just a man sitting cross-legged in the middle of the intersection screaming and no one cared. And I'm like, and I see shit like that in New York city all the time, obviously, but I was just like, this feels 
little wild west. Yeah. No, yeah. in Philly, it's it's very wild west. It's, it's the infrastructure is all kind of like Falling apocalyptic. Apart. Over yeah. There. We only stopped having uh, subway tokens like three years ago, like metal tokens. Really? Yeah. That was there was a whole thing because during the Democratic National Convention, oh, that was in Philly. Uh, there was a lot of outer towners that were trying to get around, and they were like, "What do you mean you guys have like metal tokens <laughs> to get on the bus? Are you crazy?" Like, yeah, yeah. It's kind of Detroitish, I guess. Not mm-hmm. so much on that level, but somewhere For in the sure. middle. Okay. Yeah. Was there ever someone that pushed it too far? Was there someone in the fetish community that you were like, this person's fucked? Was there fucked up shit that oh, went yeah. down? Oh, yeah. No, there was that. But the craziest thing is that it was so police was like, at all of these parties, there's usually people wandering around that are called dungeon monitors uh, that usually are making sure there isn't anything fucked up going on. Or you could walk up to them and say, hey, this person's kind of drunk. They shouldn't be doing impact play. Or they'd be like watching a person like, oh, this person's hitting someone in the kidneys. We have to stop this. Oh. There's usually... And EMT, um, but usually word if there's if consent is broken or anything like yeah. that, word gets around. It's like especially a small scene like Philly, word gets around and they kind of get blacklisted. Docked. Yeah, they get they run in a rail real fast. Especially because a lot of these are either private parties or like they're public parties, but they're the kind of things that could get blown up. Like, um, technically, a lot of these parties aren't legal, uh, or yeah. at least they weren't when I was there. Uh-huh. Uh, it's because just for zoning reasons alone <laughs> like it's it, it's so it's dumb. a logistical thing no it, it's it, it's so dumb but this those are the people three enema it's a it's a not in my backyard thing it's the kind it's the kind of thing where like surrounding areas will notice that there's a bunch of sexy looking goths constantly showing up at this warehouse and they're like what's happening in my neighborhood and they find out it's a sex club where people are These feeding each other killjoys and, yeah and the and that's you know that's the, the thing goths fuck it's all we have yeah, yeah exactly god exactly so they you know so when you're trying to get like a permit for it was kind of like I, yeah. I i know somebody that um managed to operate a party successfully under a historical reenactment permit for a while which was <laughs> awesome that is amazing yeah um, i hope that everyone didn't have to dress like confederate soldiers no, or something like, no put on this powdered just- wig <laughs> and shove a rubber fist up my asshole <laughs> What um what was what's the most pain that you have felt was there ever anything that was like this is past my limit like is there something in your mind that oh. sticks out as like this one was when uh, times that I've read it out. the thing is that I do Did have you say like, read it out yeah like that because uh, there's um like safe words as a concept pretty well known but sure. a lot of it's real commonly accepted to use red yellow green um okay like tra- oh. like because that's easy thing and then if you have something in your mouth hand signals um usually you don't want to restrict all forms Throw of contact yeah exactly <laughs> so <laughs> no usually i do like one two or i'd like tap or knock or something okay but. so red yellow green meaning like red i am at my limit yellow i am approaching my limit green you're up i'm yeah, like totally uh, cool yeah usually red is stop, stop. like okay. yeah red's like dead ass like stop andrew doesn't know how me. to drive yeah so. <laughs> i'm like is there a turn signal <laughs> yeah now red stop usually yellows like slow down or like and chill okay. out for a second and then mm-hmm. usually if you're adoming someone the responsible thing to do if someone says yellow is that you really got to be like okay are you sure or are you just trying to impress me right now because subs yeah are there must pleasers. be that yes, like uh, not not you gotta really mood. yeah you gotta really read people and you gotta give them space yeah. or whatever because subs are people pleasers sometimes they'll push themselves too far because they want you to yeah. like them and that's you, you gotta a be careful little bitch yeah um so what was the the reddest the red out experience for oh, you? Oh man, that's damn. That's that's hard. I don't know. 
I, I genuinely don't. I think it, it would just be, be it would just be like every time that I was it, bottoming for an impact play session that I was just like, okay, I'm done. Like yeah. I don't like. There's a length of time. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Rem- sometimes it's just like, oh, this this has been 15 minutes. This is too much now. I don't know. Like my or my body's starting to ache because I've been chained to this thing too long. Like, yeah. Did yeah. you ever date someone or want to date someone who wasn't? really into that stuff now here's the cool thing about polyamory is that you could totally do that and just do the other shit with somebody else ding 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 yeah bing yeah life hack yeah Yeah. (laughs) would you ever yeah when you say you're into polyamory though are you into like one primary relationship and then other smaller relationships or are you into like equal relationship like is there all iterations at different points in my life i've been polyamorous since 2008 and oh shit, you're I, fucking in that shit. Yeah, a long time. I've had uh, times where I had two boyfriends that I considered equal. Interesting. Uh, I've had times where I Did was they get dating. along with each other? Yeah, usually. Um, or they just didn't <laughs> interact that much. Uh, sometimes they just straight up never really saw each other, so it wasn't really a thing. They yeah. just kind of knew about each other. Nobody I've also, lived with anybody. I've, or... been in, I've been in a throuple before. Um, like, like I was dating a woman and a man that were like hooking up. I've, okay. been, I've dated men that were married. Um, yeah. Like I had a married boyfriend for a while that I didn't talk about. Or, you know, like I, I've been... Did on, you not talk about it because it was private or because I don't want to talk because it was it was not 2020 and it was not Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I this wasn't stuff used to be like, you gross. Yeah, this is bad. These again, people are pre bad. 50 shades of gray pre any of that. Like, it's just not it, it wasn't. Nobody really, understood it. Nobody it had any spoken, reference. Like, OK, Cupid was kind of when you really started to like because OK, Cupid's more the poly place than like uh, on FetLife. You list that you're poly and there's poly groups, but you're mostly there to talk about beat like the shit out of each other. or yeah, beat the shit of each other or even just something like I want to find somebody that is uh, turned on by the smell of rusty metal. So I'm going to click that fetish and see whose picture pops Very up. Stupid. Metal. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I'm just pulling things out of no a thin air. At this right, point. But, but I wouldn't even. Yeah, yeah. that's gotta be a thing. Well, People have definitely be. contracted tetanus from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like when I fetishes gone wrong. When I dated the guy with the animal transformation fetish. Um, nice. Yeah, <laughs> like animorphs. Animorphs. Yeah, like animorphs. Oh, yeah. yeah, I found like such pleasure from helping him realize that fantasy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not. I have no sexual attachment mm-hmm. to animals or transformation, but exactly. the, the idea of like a for, like someone having this pent up, well, mm-hmm. I really am such a goddamn sub. Yeah. This person like having this desire that they haven't been able to make happen, being the person mm-hmm. to do that for them was like, and it's Very always exciting. great when you your interests just kind of overlap. I actually, um, like I, I actually had a like a person that was like more of a dom sub relationship than boyfriend girlfriend for like six years. Uh, wow! And uh, that person ha- wanted to do a scene, or it's just like usually if you set up like a fantasy scene, like yeah. oh we're gonna be nurse doctor today and we're gonna do this that the other thing. They wanted to do a scene that was somehow based in Battlestar Galactica. I'm not ah. And I was like, they were like, can you do something like that for me or whatever? Because, you know, I'm like, I, you know, I want you to be like Starbuck and uh, and I'm like, all right, we're just going to do this. I want you to be Baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I was just like, all right, well, I can have fun with this. So we just like went to a park and I just invented this whole story. I basically just turned it into like a LARP where we kept like running off the trail and fucking in the woods. Um, but yeah, I it was just like, okay, you know, we're uh, on this planet. We're uh, doing a recon mission to try to see if the Cylons have invaded this base or whatever. Uh, and you need to stay behind me at all times and blah, blah, blah. Like it is just this whole. Is it always easy for you to get into that stuff or does it sometimes I have silly? to really like the person uh, and also there needs to be some kind of overlapping interest like I d- I'm right. into it too and I'm also like this is hot that they want to pretend to yeah. be like my uh, army inferior like subordinate yeah. they want to be my army right. subordinate you know I'm gay enough that I'm like yeah let's put fatigues on that's cute and it's- like it feels like fantasy is mm-hmm. kind of at the heart of most it's of It's nerd sex, too. Yeah. It's like it very sex, overthought, yeah. pre-planned. Uh, like, you have to put so... There's, like, a lot of effort and theatrics and kind of shit into it. Like when you get in the scene, it's all, like, you're kind of, like... That's why it is a scene. It's performative. You're, like, kind of one-upping people. Yeah. Like, oh, I did this crazy thing where I did a Battlestar Galactica yeah, reenactment like, in a park. And, you know, it's, like... And that and you talk about that with other people. It's dorky, definitely. It's yeah. so, there's so many nerds. And a lot of the craziest fetish parties I've been to were uh, off, offshoots at hotels at sci-fi conventions. And I'm not kidding. Yeah, like, Chewbacca, yeah. get it in. Doctor Who nerds are so Chewbacca kinky. does get it in. <laughs> um, um, I... But... Another thing that I have heard before, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this, is that like certain fetishes for certain people, they can arise because of like some sort of trauma. Is that something that you've seen at all in people? Like that Um, they have a certain type of fetish and it's connected to some kind of trauma? um, Honestly, I I can't make any of those correlations. I don't, it's not something that I've studied. I know that kink attracts a lot of neurodiverse people mm-hmm. and a lot of those people have experienced trauma in their lives. Like, the kink, thing is, kink attracts it- a lot of very intelligent neurodiverse people and there's a lot of people that are seeking, like, people that are seeking control in their lives or people that want to relent control yeah. in their lives, mm-hmm. you know, that can happen from trauma, but I think it can also just, just be organically. Yeah. Well, I'm, and I don't mean it in a... Like, uh, even if it does come from trauma, I still don't think there's anything wrong with no. having a certain fetish. Like, no. even if that is the as long origin. As there's consent. You know? I, it's just something that I wonder about because there are certain fetishes that, like, a lot of people have. Like, a mm-hmm. foot fetish yeah. like a, is mm-hmm. a very common fetish. Yeah. yeah. Then, for example, an animal transformation yeah. fetish. Much like, more specific. Much more specific. Mm-hmm. And if I were if I were with somebody who had, like, a very specific fetish i might wonder like where does that come from yeah i know totally is there something awry the only piece of information i ever got about like the origins of it because um he he's he kind of said that it was just like any desire it's not like it came to be it was always there in a sense but it it's sort of like formed when he started his sexuality his sexuality started to form you know when you're like a teen or like a you know preteen or whatever um and then he like saw a picture of a woman in a fur coat and was like "Ooh, what is this this makes me but then he did mention once there was a um there was like a fight in his household and he hid in a closet for some reason and he was amongst fur coats Mm -hmm. and feeling them against his skin like he remember being like 
I don't even know that he was clocking it as like mm-hmm. aroused. Right. I think it was like this is making me feel a certain Comforting. way. Oh, that, yeah, I mean, yeah. And that's just a general like you know you could just not be exposed to so you could just click on a porn link that you weren't expecting and be like yeah. oh I guess I'm into this yeah, now. Totally. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you if you can't conceptualize something and then you suddenly see it. You know, yeah. maybe, yeah, well, maybe I, it's your thing. Like, there's a lot of stuff. If I weren't going to public parties, like, I wouldn't know that I was into electrical play. Or, yeah. Like, Ooh, what's yeah. electrical play? Well, uh, that, um, there, it's anything where you're dealing with a toy that administers any kind of shock that's, like, harmless. So, like, either static or, like, the two. Is it the nipple clamps? Um, it can be. Uh, the two most common electrical play toys. And you'll probably, you probably see these in port because there's a lot of this that, turns up in porn that yeah. people don't know what you're talking about until you describe it. But yeah. there's like a violet wands and tens units tend to be the most common ones. A violet, a violet wand is basically like, you know, those little things at Spencer's that have those like little lasers on the insides of globes. Um, yes. Yeah. The, the like spidery looking lasers on the inside of globe. Basically it's that with the protective bulb on the inside removed. So it has like kind of a static like shock. Like science robot. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah. And it's just static electricity. It's I not, like static electricity. Yeah. That's the thing. It's just static electricity, but it's controlled so you can increase the intensity. And then it's just that cool, like yeah. prickly, yeah. that prickly feeling, or it starts to become a more like direct painful shock if you turn it up. And then you have different bulbs that are like, you know, like I was talking about like this smaller distribution uh-huh. of the sensation is yeah. going to be stronger. So if you have a bulb that's like a skinny bulb, it's going to be smaller more intense. Ones are stingier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then if you have a bigger like light bulb, then it's like that. And then you can do like again, this is all nerd shit. Like, yeah. If yeah. You, then you can do shit like you can get a contact pad, like a which mechanical is, engineer. Yeah. yeah. I, and there's so many scientists at these parties. Like you start talking to people, and it's just like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm a biochem major, and I you know I ma- I made this. <laughs> I made this. <laughs> yeah. Enema, a shocker. I used to do, when I worked at the store and it was just like slow and I wanted to impress customers, uh, Violet Ones usually, if you have a whole kit with a shitload of attachments and everything, they have something called a contact pad. Uh, where you, it's like a string of like ball bearings and then it's like a metal square and you plug it in the violet wand, you put the metal square against your body and then the static goes, it's kind of like you rubbed your feet on the carpet uh-huh. static goes through your hands so then you can just electrocute people with your hands like a witch mm-hmm. yeah like a sex it's witch. cool and then if you hold somebody else's hand that they can do it uh oh it's, and so i would just you know like have customers like yeah like hold a line i don't care you know and then it would sex magic yep and then that's also just general sales because you're the the cool lady that did the electricity thing so let's all buy a bunch yeah. of expensive dildos i guess I don't know. <laughs> well i like to speak to your question emily and i don't you know i've dabbled in some fat not in any de- length or degree as you but when you said like uh control the the release of control mm-hmm. or the feeling or, or the feeling of being very in control i think like that especially like as i've gone to like acoa and, and like group therapy over things that have happened in my life control mm-hmm. is always like a central theme um and like one of the very freeing things is to understand that you don't have it. So I think maybe sexually playing with it is also a very freeing thing. Like, yeah, I could see that for me, especially relinquishing it is very relieving because on one, the one part of it, like as being a subby person, someone else is paying attention to me and they're, they're not abandoning me. They're giving the full amount of their attention to me. And I'm kind of like their plaything which is very it feels you feel very seen and warm and like love there's a there's a lot of attention to it and then on the flip side um i guess as like 
on the dom side, I can imagine feeling very empowered. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't feel empowered in your regular life, yeah. mm-hmm. then being empowered and doing these things with a person that feel very good and also like good in the brain. One of my favorite things, like, is just it makes you feel a lot more like kind of like rich and important. Like you can be like completely broke, but if you have someone that's like, I want to light all of your cigarettes for you and put your shoes on and you can just like kind of like snap at them like I'd go across the street and get me food right now. Like you can just be princess bitch and that other person's super into it and you could be like, and that's why it's like role play in a fantasy is that you could be completely fucking broke. Your life can be going to shit, but you can show up at a party and have all of these like cute women like dropping at your feet. Yeah. And you just kind of be in that world for a little bit and then you have to leave and join the normal thing. Yeah, but, it's yeah. Sounds a little bit. And like and where yeah, and where shit that you know not necessarily cool like wearing around the street that makes you feel gorgeous. Yeah. There's things like latex and the corsets and stuff like that. If you're into that kind of fashion, yeah. Um, there's stuff like the more formal events, like the one I was talking about with the dress coat. That's usually where you break out all the like eight hundred dollar shit. But yeah. then there's ones that are like the local monthly party that you're not required to dress up for. You yeah, know? it's fantasy mm-hmm. and and like a relief from the mundaneness of life in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Um, you know what makes a lot of people feel out of control? What when they have a sick pet? I know. Which is why I'm so proud to tell everyone about our sponsor, Pretty Litter. Yes. Pretty Litter uh, is kitty litter reinvented. It's not only an extremely effective, extremely good cat litter. We yeah. even, we sent our friends um, some Pretty Litter. Sample bags. A sample yeah. bag because um, unfortunately, Andrea and I do not have cats, but we sent it to our friends who do have cats and they said it's an amazing litter it smells fresh mm-hmm. and it stays dry um and it ships right to your door they have a subscription service and yeah. you don't have to run out and buy cat litter ever which is fucking sweet you're, nice. you got you're busy getting ball gagged you don't have time to go to the <laughs> bodega Mm-mm. but above all else here's why pretty litter is a pet parent's hero it's a health indicator Yes. Pretty Litter monitors your cat's health by changing colors when it detects potential underlying issues. Yes. Incredible, right? Yeah. Here we are again, nerds. I love you. (laughs) You can detect when your cat has a a bladder infection, for example. Yes. And that's something that your cat simply cannot tell you because it cannot speak. Yeah. So when you see that litter changing colors, you know to take them to the vet. Yeah. It saves you a lot of time. It saves you a lot of grief. And it saves your cat a lot of pain. Yeah. Potential vet bills in the future. Why not? If you're going to buy litter already, why not buy a litter that has this additional layer to it? It's so cool. So smart. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as always, support our sponsors because they support us. Come on. If you want to make the switch to Pretty Litter today, visit prettylitter.com and use promo code HMCH for 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com, promo code HMCH for 20% off. Prettylitter.com, promo code HMCH. Now, speaking of kitty, what a perfect fucking segue. (laughs) So I had noticed maybe... Uh, how long have you been doing professional wrestling or, or I would say, amateur yeah. wrestling? It's definitely amateur indie because I, I did this cool backwards thing where I was getting booked before I actually went to wrestling school. And I'm still looking for a, a what, 
wrestling people call a money mark, like somebody that or, or finance. Yeah, <laughs> like I uh, I can't afford wrestling school, but uh, yeah, last There's wrestling school. Oh, you have to learn how to do it somewhere. Yeah, it's it, wrestling's difficult, and it's also theater. It's, also- it's fake fighting. Like you're learning stunt combat. Like you're just a theater geek deep at your core. Huh? I am. Yeah, I am, yeah. and I'm also a uh, masochist. I- <laughs> yeah. So I, I noticed. Yeah recently on your Instagram, Hannah has videos of herself in this like this very cool cat wrestler costume. Um, and like, there's like, like origin story videos where like, I have to avenge my cat mother. And you're like, uh, uh, like climbing to the top oh, of you, a building. You have like a persona. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I am junkyard cat. Uh, junkyard cat. Welcome is, junkyard cat. Thank you. Meow. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, ju- uh, junkyard cat, um, has had a storyline from the beginning because I started with a comedy wrestling promotion in Philly. Promotions are basically like group, like show. Uh-huh. Okay. I say, call it, it they, use it as a noun in wrestling world um but i started with this comedy promotion awful wrestling that was based uh, they're awesome that's like kind of half stand-up comedians half performance artists and it's all people that kind of like we're not wrestlers but we're doing like yeah. sketch comedy type things in the ring with a lot of like actual wrestling moves and there's a lot of actual wrestling it's like nerds glow. involved. yes yeah. it's a lot like yeah it's a, it's a lot like glow um but like intergender and cool. a lot weirder yeah. um and they've been after me for a while because i have Coveted. a yeah they i had moved here but i'm a wrestling nerd and i'm also a black belt and in taekwondo when did you have time to do that shit high school that was high school yeah um, before you were getting into acid and yeah and, uh, electrocuting it's, people it's been a it's been a whole wild ride guys yeah i i'm very tired i'm 32 <laughs> and i'm very tired yeah, <laughs> no shit hannah it never stops. Singing. Yeah. Um, but uh, they asked me to be involved and I had kind of just moved here because like they knew I was a wrestling nerd and I'm a comedian and I also had like a what wrestlers call a real fighting shoot fighting. Um so it shoot just basically means it's real. Kayfabe means it's fake. Okay. Um so like if somebody uh is punching someone in the ring they're usually pulling a punch it's not usually a real punch yeah. okay um so they're so getting that, up close so to it, that's but like they're not actually yeah they're pulling it. it and then the other person's selling like they're acting like they got hit super hard is there yeah, a sound a effect um a lot of wrestlers will slap their side um okay. and you're not looking at it because you're watching like the face to the fist so, so kind of like a theater punch. yeah so exactly so a lot of wrestlers will like slap their side or slap their leg or something um but yeah like that like so in the storyline in kayfabe that wrestler punched someone but if they actually punch somebody in yeah. the ring usually that causes a problem where they're like that asshole shot on me or that that's shoot fighting like real shoot fighting shoot fighting. fighting fake fighting is within kayfabe i'm such a perv when you're like shot on me i'm like he shot a load <laughs> right on his face wrestling's pretty gay so yes, true you uh, say fake fighting fake fighting but like how fake is it like is it pre-planned who's yeah. going to win? It's pre-planned who's going to win. Um there is an element of improv in there because wrestlers are constantly on the road so they don't usually have time for rehearsals. Yeah. Um if there's somebody like uh like WWE NXT people where they like NXT's the training like before they get to be on like the big main like where Brock Lesnar is and everybody uh-huh. it's I mean well now they're on TV so it's it's different but it's the new recruits that just got recruited to WWE that all live in Florida and train every day at their boot camp in Florida. Whoa. Like they have time to rehearse because they're constantly there, but normal wrestlers are normally wrestlers are on the road all the time and they don't have time to rehearse. 
course. What and they also just get, it's a lot like stand up where they kind of just get booked against people and then they just have to show up in New Jersey an hour before the show and be like, okay, I'm going to win. Uh, we're going to do this. Um, and like the things that happen are called spots. Like if somebody gets thrown through a table, that's called a spot. Like, oh. so we're going to do a spot where I throw you into a table. We're going to do a spot where I kick you in the face that the other thing, Woo. but, um, you know, things go wrong. And then there's also a lot of other fake stuff going on. You have a fake ref that could just fuck up and not see you be pinned for three. Oh shit. Hits the, the ref is fake. The announcers are fake. Um, Everything's the, fake. Yeah. The whole, the whole thing's fucking fake. So there's like a kind of, it, it's a combination of like pre-planned, but also improv because things can go wrong and also responding to the audience. Cause the audience is very Rocky Horror, like, at some point, somebody, like, you could have planned to do a thing where, like, oh, okay, I'm going to punch you a bunch of times, but the audience can start going, like, table, table, table. Uh, like, you get, like, bloodthirsty people, and then you want to give them what they want. So you go, okay, well, we're going to do a table. So you just go under the How ring. do you do the table thing? I've always wondered that. Um, They are usually gimmicked, meaning, like, that it's Collapsible. a little broken already. Yeah. Um, and then it's just kind of uh, tuck your head um, when you get yeah like that. So there's really not much beyond. <laughs> yeah, there's tuck, not yeah. Tuck it's your tuck pray. your head and do like there's a safe-ish way to fall, but wrestling's not safe. There's not like just because it's pre-planned and scripted, and there's like some stuff you can do. Like I like I have to tuck my head, and I also have to do uh, for training neck crunches to strengthen the muscles in my neck. Really, um, because you need to protect your spinal cord you know <gasps> so Whoa. it's just there's there's things that can go wrong and also Are you like doing kegels and neck crunches at the same time you're like sitting at home oh, just man. like never considered squeezing. doing that hey man have hey you man. sustained any injuries uh i i mean i've just like just dumb bruises and shit so far like i've had a like i you know i just like banged up my knee because i'm learning you know yeah i'm like oh is this how you do this and then i just like banged up my knee a little bit sometimes i tweak my neck a little bit and it's just kind of sore for a couple days and then like things like uh bag like falling like a planet you're like doing a yeah. fake fall that's called a bump uh-huh. um or you know like getting thrown through a table it's sure. like a table bump or something uh-huh. like that so like back bumps you're still throwing yourself into the ground. Like yes. you're still falling on your back like you slipped on ice um, just because you planned it so your neck doesn't get hurt. It's still, it's still, so, but the thing is like after shows, you tend to be less sore than after training. Training tends to like fuck you up more because like you're like, okay, I'm going to practice getting suplexed like five times because right. I have this spot. Yeah. But the show itself, that only has to happen one time. Yeah, um, you have adrenaline too, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. The match that's up right now for $3 on uh, patreon.com backslash Brooklyn battle comedy uh i take three bumps i um, yeah bitch. <laughs> wow uh yeah i yeah i take two suplexes and then one of them is just kind of like a straight up body slam you um, are just a pain you just love pain yeah but you for wrestling you don't have to love it's it's kind of like a different context sure in my yeah head. like i don't get super turned yeah no wrestling, i'm not especially yeah. because i'm a comedy wrestler my cat my character i got so off topic but my character is a uh anti-gentrification uh, feral cat on crack um wow. basically <laughs> yeah basic inspired by there's an it's always sunny in philadelphia episode where they go to try to find a junkyard dog and they show up at the junkyard and the guy's like oh we don't have a junkyard dog here we got this cat though it's indestructible it i've seen it like hop off a pool of gasoline into hot tar it's mm-hmm. just it compl- and immediately i was like that would be an amazing wrestling character yeah. just like an indestructible feral 
Lucha Cat. And then when Awful Wrestling approached me, I'm like, can I do this like stupid storyline where like somebody's trying to build a condo on my junkyard ah. and I'm fighting for the rights for my land? And then I invented uh, like characters to be heels for me. And then this is what is um, a heel? Heels an evil person. A okay. uh, face is a good person. A mm-hmm. uh, baby face is someone who's just like, oh, the most gosh darn goodest, like, you know, like the Josh Gondelman of wrestling or something. Okay. Like, they're just the, too pure for this world. Also um, past com- comedy hour guest. Everyone's yeah. been around. Uh-huh. Nice. For sure. Um, And so I wrote, like, two heels. In the story, and this is very unusual. Normally, you don't get creative control over a storyline. You definitely no, don't get to ask. debut like yeah. that. No, this is not normal. Normally, there's, like, like a creative team behind the promotion that like that's their job or you're just showing up in a VFW somewhere and just figuring it the fuck out in indie wrestling. If there's no money behind it, then there's not right production value. So it's real weird that I had the opportunity to do this at all. And I'm, I'm real lucky. Yeah. You seem um, to be loving it. Like it's amazing. Yeah. I fucking love it. But yeah, that first show I just wrote two heels in. I was just, I went up to two comics in Philly, Rachel Fogletto and Jillian Markowitz um, that I approached and I was like, this is the definition of friends coming through. I was like, Rachel, can you be this character? I made up co-op kitty. That's like Ah. spoiled, rich, like vegan cat food eating cat. That's like, I'm fighting for the rights on my land. And then Jilly is going to be, like the real estate uh, trust fund bitch yeah. that owns the cat and like a lot of in pro wrestling there's a lot of characters that'll have a manager character that comes in with yeah, them that's yes. also fake yeah. um, so Jillian was kind of like the manager character and the parent and now she's actually going to be wrestling with Brooklyn Battle Comedy oh nice um, so elaborate her. yeah no wrestling is a very theater nerd thing um, usually it's not this level like usually there's not gentrification storylines right. this is just me being crazy yeah but it's usually like more like reality tv like oh your manager's actually like sleeping with this person oh, okay and, like soap oh, it is very soap opera i know that it's, you you briefly plugged it but people can come watch you yeah um i uh, currently wrestle with brooklyn battle comedy uh if and when awful wrestling in philadelphia uh pulls back up that's gonna be a thing uh they uh they had an issue they ironically after (laughs) the second junkyard cat match i had there i cut a promo meaning like i yelled at the philadelphia zoning board and the zoning board actually (laughs) shut the venue down for an unrelated reason but i was like is this because junkyard cat called you fucking Uh, shit disturber destroying lives all over philly Uh, that that match is actually up on my youtube channel it said you'd search you would just search junkyard cat versus gentrifier nothing else will come up if you (laughs) yeah yeah. because the the second match i had with awful i fought the gentrifier because he came in because i won the rights to my land from co-op kitty but then i wrote into the script because he was already a wrestler in that Uh promotion i wrote into the script i was like you're just gonna come in at the end of the match and go hey your land's been rezoned for business i'm putting a coffee shop here now so then i fought him the next one this is very new york centric Uh, too oh yeah Yeah. and but i mean i made it about philly because they're having a similar like oh yeah yeah, everywhere. yeah, they're having similar problems yeah. for sure. Um, we do need to wrap up the show, but where mm-hmm. can people find your YouTube channel or your Instagram? Where can people access this? Sure. Um, so if you're just looking for like just the straight wrestling content, uh, just Brooklyn Battle Comedy on uh, all platforms, just search Bro- Brooklyn Battle Comedy. Nice. Um, Patreon.com backslash Brooklyn Battle Comedy. Our, our content is $3 right now. Oh my God. $3 and so you get. Cheap. Yeah, and there's a 
there's full wrestling matches in there. It's all no ring shit in a basement, and it's all Cheaper hilarious. Than a cup of coffee. Watch yeah, and I'm not the only suplex. like nuts. You know, there's all like Benel's character is a flying lucha pig. Uh, all right. Yeah, Ooh. he's called HAM. Um, nice. The <laughs> so yeah, there. It's so yeah, Patreon.com backslash Brooklyn Battle Comedy. So Brooklyn Battle Comedy on all those platforms. Definitely check out Awful Wrestling too because they're they're their whole they're the reason I'm doing this even nice. if they're on a mini hiatus right now but they're still great my stuff is uh, hark underscore it's Hannah on Instagram and on Twitter Love and it. then I don't know what my YouTube URL is but if you search Hannah Harkness yeah. it's just it's either me or there's like one beauty pageant queen named Hannah Harkness so not her not, not her. her yeah I'm not I don't wear a crown and stuff I'm like bleach blonde and goth yeah we'll, uh, put, we'll put her uh, her plugs in yeah, the, we'll, in we'll the episode plug it in, too plug so. it in for um, sure oh and then also oh sorry I forgot no I'm, a, I'm a co-host on Wrestlesplania podcast as well oh shit so, yeah. oh I, where can that be accessed on iTunes yes and all yeah Wrestlesplania is on iTunes um, I'm a recent addition to the group uh, but I'm nice. definitely there and I also shit post on the Wrestlesplania Twitter account too so that's but that's all very inside baseball wrestling nerd consume shit consume Han on all fucking levels mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if our listeners were wrestling oh there's probably we have like some, a, a good even, portion it, there's also like you know like Japanese wrestling too that's a lot more anime nerd yeah you know? oh they're out oh, there I might yeah. be into that yeah. oh Japanese wrestling so I could probably find some wrestling you're into like, yeah you know, there's yeah. a lot of flavors well I do love Japanese stuff yeah. okay. like then, I, I don't admit it because mm-hmm. it's super nerdy but I do I'm into Japan Man, being, um, being a I'm not is, quite a Japanophile but mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a weeb I'm 100% a weeboo uh, there you go yeah. um if you would like more hot mess, yes, you can find us on Instagram at Hot Mess Comedy Hour. Yes, please. And we are. I, I want to officially announce that we will be live streaming again. We're back, baby. Um, this Friday after this comes out, yes, we, we're back, baby, and we will be live streaming. Hopefully, every Friday we might have to do some troubleshooting, but join us for our first live streaming this Friday. 4 p.m. We missed you. We so missed you to talk so to everybody. much. Anybody who thinks that we're gone, uh, you can't get rid of us so easy. That's right. Yeah. We're back in your fucking inbox. And if you would like more bonus content, go to patreon.com slash hot mess. At the $10 level, you get two monthly bonus shows and our entire 200 episode back catalog. Come on. And at the $5 level, you get our 25 best episodes, what we consider the best or raunchiest. Ooh, there is some dirt in those. And you get access to the private Facebook group, which is lit. Yes. I would love for you guys to check that out. Uh, your support is everything. We love our Patreon people. We love talking to you in the secret Facebook group. We love live streaming. Um, you know, if you want to interact with us, we are down to party. Absolutely. It's, it's a, a comedy, comedy podcast. podcast.